Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are staying cozy and warm if you're in the northern hemisphere. Um, I think actually all the listeners are. I can see the stats on the podcast. So this today is the autumnal equinox. So we're moving into autumn weather and... Yeah, in up here in Denmark, it is you can really feel it. You can feel the there's just a certain smell of autumn to me. Like maybe it's the leaves or just like a certain crispness, a coziness um, that I really, really love. I am so happy that cold weather season is arriving, and yeah, it just feels. I feel like when the weather gets a bit colder, it's actually a sunny day today, um, but when the weather gets colder and there's more rain and it's a little darker outside, um, you know, that's where this whole <clears throat> concept or I would say life practice, maybe even religion of hygge or co- the coziness of Scandinavian, particularly Danish living comes from. It's like how do we bring um, warmth and joy and cheer and just more festivity into our lives when most of the year here is sort of autumn, winter-like weather? And <clears throat> I think I think I've always been sort of an indoorsy girl. There have been times in my life where I'm feeling more summery and you know, we have different seasons in life in general. Um, But yeah, I've always kind of been sort of serious and um, yeah, just loved indoorsy activities like reading and movies and cooking and candles and lovely blankets. Like that's really where I source pleasure from. And excuse me. I just woke up a little while ago. Um, but I feel like in summer weather, there's, first of all, there's like this expectation that you're this like really joyous, cheery, outgoing person. You know, that's kind of the summer personality or if you're in a summer season of your life, which of course I've been, it's like I'm really extroverted and really vibrant and really shiny and wanting to connect with many people, with big groups, um, really putting myself out there a lot, creating a lot, producing a lot. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like sort of being bare in a way. Um, and then the winter, the more hermit seasons, which I feel like in my lifetime have been longer and I think that's a very Capricorn thing they say that Capricorns age in reverse like they um so if any of you are Capricorn suns or moons or risings um maybe even Capricorn north nodes like if you have prominent Capricorn in your birth chart I don't know what it's from but I just there's like this line that's always in my head like I was never young And as a child, like, you know, the nice side of that was I loved sitting at the quote-unquote grown-up table. Like, whenever 
my parents would have gatherings. Um, there was always a kid's table and I just wanted to sit and listen to the grown-ups and be, I've always been much more comfortable, um, in the company of elders. And my mom has always had a circle of really close, um, women who felt sort of like aunts, you know, and that's, where I would find like soothing from the stress of being around people my own age. I never connected to people my age. I have gone through a a series of really dark, intense periods in life. So yeah, being around people who maybe haven't experienced that yet, it just felt like there was a lack of understanding on like what really mattered and again, a pressure to be like jovial and upbeat when I, when I was often like recovering from the most recent wave of yeah, trauma or just hard shit that has happened from a very young age to, until now. Um, you know, and of course part of that is being a really sensitive person and picking up on the pain of yeah, caregivers and family and all that. Um, but they say that Capricorn sort of age in reverses and they kind of lighten up as they get older. And I know for me, in this Saturn return period that I'm in right now, there's like a crossroads of of a real regret of not having that typical youth of never feeling like um, not feeling like for long periods that I've just let my hair down. There definitely have been little blips. Um, but you know, regret of not going away to school because again, like I was so serious about nutrition, right? It's always about being so serious. So I stayed home so I could make all my meals and was surrounded by elders. You know, the, I was feel like I was sort of raised by this yoga community, um, body and soul you know, the the teachers there and the students were all elders and it was beautiful. Even like the friends I made um, were usually, when I was like 20, were in their 40s at least. Um, and that felt really nourishing, but it also, it also meant that, you know, I was mostly focusing on, on, all the serious stuff and the cozy stuff and not having much, you know, going out or any of that. Um, and so this like impulse now to, to be more free and more young, I think is sort of the bridge between this next era of my life where I'm kind of stepping into this youthfulness, which is interesting. And where I was previously called to be, a real hermit and a real student um, and doing a lot of work. I'm being called to connect more with a wider net of people, um, to travel, to let things be easy, um, to have more fun, to focus on things that might be more in the physical world, more superficial, more material, Um, so it's just sort of an opposite experience and, but all of that, you know, to say like the, the internal, the hermit, the cozy home, home life, 
connecting with just the closest people, especially family and my partner, that's really where I feel happiest right now still, or at least most comfortable. Um, And doing all the indoorsy activities and focusing on the hearth um, and embracing, you know, candlelight and even just like the flavor profile of autumn. It's like warm, cozy spices. It's root vegetables, apples. Um, It's that feeling of being nurtured, of being warm. Um, And so today on the autumn equinox in the northern hemisphere, we are coming into this place of shedding of yeah, noticing what needs to die in our lives. Um, it's also coinciding with the start of Libra season, which is all about balance and relationships. And so at a surface level, it's like, okay, what what are we needing to let go of in our relationships? Um, where are things out of balance? Where have we been receiving too much? Where have we been giving too much? What relationships maybe no longer serve? Um, I know that's been a huge theme in my life. Um, just transitioning from yeah, relationships that echoed my, you know, the dysfunctional aspects of my connection to my um, primary caregivers, to family members, to adults in my life where I, there was a lot of codependency, a lot of responsibility, um, for the emotions of the adults around me feeling like I was only okay if they were okay. And that was mirrored in most of my female friendships where I was the caregiver, where I was the listener, the nurturer. And there was a a strange expectation of how much, um, yeah, of being responsible for their well-being, amongst other things, amongst like entanglements with, yeah, narcissistic personality types, um, a lot of like inability to see shadow and yeah, um, so there's been a lot of, it's been a long death cycle of letting that go and, um, starting to see the sprouts of, you know, healthy, joyous relationships in terms of female friendships in my life now, both in, in some ways in dynamics that have shifted in really old friendships and then just attracting new dynamics and friendships, which feels really good and really light. So that might be an aspect that you would want to look at, um, what needs to die in the area of relationships um and yeah and then also this process of going inward a little bit preparing for the winter season and how do you feel about that you know how I think some of us are so so comfortable with shadow work and you know our our thing is to work more on lightness and and all of the things about ourselves that we love and yeah just lightening up a little bit and having fun um where others you know maybe those who 
who really loves summer, it's like going into this winter season and having the having the ability to maybe experience some melancholy, to maybe look at some of our shadow aspects um, and how is that maybe related to sad or SAD seasonal um, affective disorder that many people experience when the days are darker, um, the nights are longer, it's more rainy, we're inside more. Um, yeah, just from a zoomed out perspective, it, it's sometimes those things that we're uncomfortable with. And how can we fall in love with the melancholy without being addicted to it? Um, I think I fall into this like sad girl aesthetic sometimes that I love where I'm listening to the Smiths and Leonard Cohen and I'm going to talk more about music in the actual episode um but you know loving 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 wearing darker clothes um and loving rain and tea and books and sort of being in that darker um, I can only call it darker aesthetic, I think. Um, and you know, how can we embrace more of that coziness if we are living somewhere that has seasons, that has autumn? Um, not that one is better than the other. I think some people will move to like sunny, sunny weather countries and wish that they had done it earlier and you know, just thrive in that kind of setting. I can't imagine that, um, you know, living without the cozy season, but yeah, I'll just share a little update on where I'm at right now. You know, it's been interesting, um, having this push and pull with the podcast of sort of experiencing this ecstasy when I started it, just this excitement and feeling like, okay, I have found my thing and having so much fuel. And, um, I would say the first sort of feeling of feeling down, um, when I started the podcast was feeling like I wanted there to be quicker growth, like I wanted more reviews and ratings and more people to like share on their Instagram stories and I'm so grateful for those of you who have and I also know that there's like an aspect to wanting to wait until you can sit down and write the perfect review or even like you know if you're not a friend or a family member um I've totally been the podcast listener that has just listened and it's taken me a year to leave a review so I know that's normal but um yeah there was like this maybe inner child sort of wounded aspect that was like oh why aren't people doing more taking you know have you know giving more of an effort to helping this project that feels so important to me you know it takes two seconds to write a review or leave leave a rating and there was some resentment and bitterness um and then there was the you know I tried to really avoid the statistics page that shows like how many listens and not get too into it but um 
the homepage of where I record these episodes like shows that right away. I wish it didn't. Um, and so getting a little discouraged and I think that kind of, you know, those are things that can really bring the energy down. Um, and then, and then feeling this need to be somewhat inauthentic, either from oversharing, which, you know, I spoke to my brother about like, I think in Jewish families, there's this, you're really encouraged to share like every detail and there's like no secrets and diaries are read and, you know, the thinking of the child as this very independent, separate entity is not really common. Um, So I feel like I was really, it was really expected of me to share all my emotions and all my experiences and have no secrets. Um, And that was, you know, I think that's really common also in female friendships and that, that doesn't feel right to me as the being that I am. So whether it was my coaching business or this podcast, um, it doesn't feel super authentic actually to share everything. Um, and I think sort of using vulnerability as like a marketing tactic, um, is really common now, like sharing every little bit and, and also sort of vulnerability, meaning that you share only the bad things and like, look how much I'm struggling, um, where really often the vulnerability, at least for women or the feminine, is to be like, I'm actually doing amazingly, you know, and I'm actually making a lot of money and I'm actually feeling amazing about how I look and I have this amazing partner. Um, I think that can be more difficult for women. So yeah, so focusing on the negative, oversharing, um, and then on the opposite end, like having days where I'm feeling low, um, or like I just really want to kind of be spontaneous instead of sticking to notes that has all made it so that I've sort of procrastinated recording episodes and actually just last night I really thought of like I felt into the podcast and I thought of it you know which I've heard of other people talk about with their businesses or podcasts of this of it being this sort of entity that wants to come through and looking at it as something separate and so feeling into the energy of the podcast or the idea or the business whatever it is and listening to what it wants and um you know I have a lot of intuitive um I guess gifts you can call it I think my my nature is quite intuitive and when I sensed into the entity of the podcast, it was like, it felt really young, like sort of like a baby. And like what it told me was that it, it just wants to be channeled so that I just sit down with this microphone, um, or my phone and whatever comes through, comes through and to just have fun with that, you know? And when I look at it that way, I'm like, you know, why not? I, I sometimes, instead of journaling, I love to just record voice notes as a like brain dump, um, the way they do in the artist's way, like just letting out everything I'm thinking and feeling, um, worrying about, angry about, 
ideas, all of that into a voice note instead of with pen and paper. Um, and so to just approach this as a voice note is the plan I have for the podcast going forward. Um, yeah, so I think that's all I'll share for the intro right now. Um, I'm going to have just a light, fun episode talking about the things I plan on doing this autumn season and things I plan on cooking, um, a little bit about spooky season, Halloween, the witch's new year, my favorite, favorite holiday, um, also known as Samhain, um, and just how I've been loving this autumn season, the things that I've been really, really enjoying from makeup to clothing aesthetic, um, to music and all of that. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you are snuggled under a blanket or enjoying a cup of tea or, if you're doing none of those things, just feeling the feeling the pleasure of the permission to sort of wrap yourself up with love and coziness and rest and yeah, taking a moment to go inward. So sending a lot of love and enjoy the episode. I talked about a little bit in the intro to this episode, I am going to just touch on the energy of this particular season. I decided to pull a card, so if you can like the ASMR card pulls, there you go. Um, Yeah, I decided to pull a card for the audience of the health and beauty podcast on this season um the autumn season this season in life the energy of right now um from the autumn equinox until the winter solstice on december 21st um just a message of yeah what this theme is about what this time is about maybe some guidance on yeah how to how to thrive more during this time or just just a little bit of help during during this new season so i pulled from the flower therapy oracle cards um and i got the card tulip which the message is take time for yourself enjoy relaxation activities that nurture your soul and i just think that is so perfect for what i'm going to talk about today all of the things that i'm excited to do in this autumn season um and then i'm just looking in the guidebook i'm going to read a little bit more about um yeah about the message so here it is Take time for yourself. 
It's very important that you listen to this message and take time for you. It's admirable that you're so willing to lend a hand to those around you. You're constantly helping your family, friends, and coworkers simply because you love to give. The flowers and angels say that this is a wonderful trait and you don't need to stop helping loved ones altogether. However, you do need to relax and take a well-deserved rest. You may be guided to set up respectful boundaries. Anyone realizing how aligned this is with the start of Libra season? Um, Or change the way in which you help others. For example, you might make a rule that you're not available to counsel friends after 6 p.m. Or you might make self-care appointments a priority and refuse to cancel a massage or healing session in order to run errands. This card is your wake-up call. This is the moment for you to make needed changes to improve your well-being. In airplane safety presentations, they tell you that when oxygen masks fall from above, you must put yours on before helping those around you. Why? If you aid others at the expense of yourself, you may pass out and become unable to help anyone. Taking time for yourself isn't a selfish act. It's a necessity. It allows you to better care for those you love. Put yourself first and you'll find that your energy and mood change for the better. Additional meanings could be you take a holiday or vacation, book a healing treatment for yourself. So that's another really important thing is like, you know, sometimes our energy levels go down a bit um, when the weather gets colder and we need to... It's not that we need to give less. It's just that checking in first on what do I need right now is really important. Um, Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that. I think I'll just continue to pull cards when I feel like it would be helpful. Um, Maybe especially when there's a big astrological change. Um, I know I mentioned that we're moving into Libra season and how that connects to sort of re-examining all relationships in our lives um, and finding balance. Um, I actually love what Elizabeth Gilbert says, and just to paraphrase, she says that sometimes losing balance um, in love, and I would say just in all areas, is part of living a balanced life, right? So this like obsessive need to always be balanced in you know, having the 80-20 rule with what we eat or always going to bed at the same time, um, balancing work, you know, making sure we're not focusing too much on a new project so that it takes away from our self-care. Like, that's just not always realistic. That can be more stressful and um, kind of leaning with whether it's like starting a new project the way I am with the podcast and pouring much more time and energy into that um whatever focus we have oh it's 11 11 right now i'm gonna make a wish
And I invite you to make a wish right now too because yeah, this is like a timeless 11-11 can be anytime. So we can just pause for a second and yeah, take a deep breath, maybe make a wish or set an intention for the rest of the day after listening to this. So wish made. Um, so anyway, leaning into just the fun and flow of, okay, I'm hustling a lot right now with this new project or I'm entirely focused on this cleanse or my health right now or I'm so in love, I'm so in the honeymoon phase and I'm drunk on love and all I want to do is be with this person and I'm only thinking about this person and I'm spending all my time with this person um, instead of friends and family, like that is part of going with the flow I think if we're those of us who are like addicted to self-help and self-improvement and wellness can can really be a bit rigid and hard on ourselves so part of of finding balance is sometimes being okay with being at a place of imbalance and um obsession or focus or whatever um but in addition to that, there's so many planets in retrograde right now, um, including Mercury retrograde. And so sort of this energy of going inward and yeah, focusing on our, like, how do I feel right now? What do I need right now? Um, when I've asked myself that recently, which was recommended to me, um, by Kelsey, actually, who Kelsey Greenwood, who was on the podcast and is a really, <clears throat> really amazing coach, has a really just pure energy, pure gift of service, um, and also a manifestation coach I worked with named Salwa. Um, they both mentioned the importance for me specifically. <clears throat> as someone who yeah has dealt with codependency and is an empath and all of that um to like sometimes just sit and put your hand on your heart and say like what do i need right now so yeah invitation to do that for yourself if you want or later just like what do i need and what i have needed lately is being wrapped in a blanket I have a gravity blanket that I love and then I have this like, I don't know the material, but this lovely white blanket um, and just like feeling, just wrapping myself in it has been a real need for me. Um, So it can really be anything. Um, It could be watching your favorite show, you know, it's like removing the dogma of what what a self-care practice is and just really asking yourself like what do I need right now in this moment um so that's the medicine for this season there are so many great resources to learn more about the astrology the energy that we're sort of swimming in um whether we believe in astrology or not I think most of the listeners not all I know there's a mixed audience which I love because I love there being like a grounded like normal uh quote-unquote normie element to this podcast as well um because I love life's physical things from food to beauty to all that stuff um 
but also just like you know maybe accepting the possibility that we're influenced by energy around us that we can't see by the planets um even if we don't understand exactly how it works which i don't i am always <clears throat> i feel a lot of like confirmation when i tap into listening to particularly astrology podcasts on the energy of the week or the month um, or listening to different intuitives who share yeah what they tap into just as the energy as a whole regardless of planetary movement um, so some resources I've loved lately for that where you can learn about the energy of the equinox the energy of um this mercury retrograde the monthly forecast for october coming up in a couple weeks or i guess a little over a week um i love molly mccord her intuitive astrology lee harris energy reports there's a podcast called lunar lover um, and she's actually not an astrologer but she just shares these really tangible little like intro intro to astrology tidbits um where she just talks about the new and full moon and the different seasons so we're in virgo season right now she'll do one on libra season um yeah so that's all i'll say about the current energy on the planet um and now i'm just gonna pull up my notes and talk a little bit about autumn lovely lovely autumn so just share a little bit of my favorites um i am still working as a barista at a cozy little coffee shop and the last couple days we've had torrential rain and so i've just been in the cafe um there have been lulls it's been quiet a lot and so one thing I've loved making myself, so my like go-to drink is we have this really high quality um, tea. It's um, yeah, just an Earl Grey and I make it with, so I'll like, it's loose leaf tea. So I'll have like a, I guess like a 24 ounce cup, like a big cup um, and I steam oat milk and I steep the black tea and so it's like one quarter steeped black tea and the rest oat milk it's so delicious it is the ultimate um tea latte that i've come across we have some really good oat milks here in denmark um i feel like the whole oat milk movement started in scandinavia with oatly um and the one that I've been using, it's really just oats and it actually has inulin in it. Um, it's unsweetened, but there's like this natural sweetness that's been amazing. Um, and when I'm home from work, I've been loving watching Gilmore Girls. It's interesting because like both of like the place that I started watching at in Gilmore Girls and Friends actually it's autumn like I just watched the Thanksgiving episode of Friends um and so it's like just seeing all the aesthetic coziness of autumn is really lovely right now and so cozy um 
and I have been loving really leaning into um there was a podcast I listened to where she talked about this like um I guess personal style influencer on TikTok I don't know her name who asks you to find like the three main words for your aesthetic for your clothes and how that will help you with with buying choices so it could be like oversized cottage core plaid like for example it can be any any mix of words and for a while the only words that I could think of were witchy so like not exactly gothic not all black but like jewel tones like you know deep garnet corduroy and yeah of course like black leather boots and um yeah just that sort of dark night late 90s feminine love you know velvet uh black lace all of that um but then there was this other element that I couldn't quite put my finger on but it was like on my Pinterest board I just called it like modest aesthetic and it was like basically girls wearing dark like black turtlenecks with a bun reading a book I feel like that's most of the pictures and yeah I think that's always been like a part of my soul like even as a child um I would often wear like a little beret and I loved reading reading was my number one activity um and yeah my mom had impeccable taste so I was always dressed in like you know this like I guess it was a 90s aesthetic but a lot of more like jewel tones um she obviously was dressing me for my coloring which is considered winter actually dark winter where because I have dark hair and fair skin um and dark eyes my great-grandma would call them black cherry eyes um so yeah I look good in like purple emeralds um you know red all of that and I think that's also why I love autumn because all of those clothes like even like black and red plaid and other like brown plaid so anyway there is a word for this and it is called dark academia aesthetic i did not know that was the word um it has stirred up some controversy that dark academia is a little bit like too white and privileged because for a lot of people it's sort of this like hogwarts aesthetic um maybe more like preppy English uh, universities that were often mostly white and um, <clears throat> yeah a lot of money but obviously that has not been me I was always a poor Jew um, and <laughs> did not go to a preppy school so <clears throat> the, it's really more about yeah there's a certain level of modesty but also just the aesthetic that I've always loved so I've been really inspired by that look that's clothing wise. Um, the only makeup I've been using is this like dark purple eyeliner that I just sort of put at like the wings of my eyes. It has a little bit of shimmer to it, but it's mostly just like this dark, um, I don't know if it's lilac, but yeah. 
that's what I've been loving in terms of beauty and clothes. Um, and yeah, and then at work to just go with this like cozy aesthetic, I have been listening to a lot of, um, hope I'm getting a package delivered. Um, I think that's what is, oh, vitamins. Yay. Um, I've been listening to, I made a playlist of this sort of dark, feminine, um, witchy autumn aesthetic. And I put all the music that I grew up listening to. I think my mom listened to 99% female singer songwriters. And so in my mind, when I listen to this music, I just see like my very cool feminist mom, us in the car, it's cold out. She's wearing like her also that like black and red she had this black and red plaid jacket and then these very cool leather driving um gloves and just singing along to all these yeah all these um female singer songwriters like amy mann paula cole sean colvin and just like even the color palette in especially i think it's paula cole's um album cover which I just like I remember those actual CDs like the jackets of the CDs and putting them in in the CD player in the cold like it's just a whole it's a whole yeah it's a whole vibe um it's like it's all those 90s late 90s early 2000s witchy woman vibes so I've been loving that um also on the playlist are the Feel Good Tanyas, the Cranberries, the Sundays, of course, a lot of the Smiths. Um, my favorite line, I mean, I, I really, really love the Smiths and the Cure I have for a very long time. But recently, I just keep listening to the song, Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, and the one line from it where he says, why do I spend valuable time on people who don't care whether I live or die, which is a little extreme, but yeah, this focus on the people who don't matter. And then he says, why, why, why do I smile at people who I would much rather kick in the eye, which I love. Um, anyone who's worked in food service might relate to that when you got to put a big smile on and be really shiny and really kind to people who are just like, yeah, being super awful. And also just, you know, I think if you've been in the spiritual world, self-help worlds, like candy coating, when you feel rage or hate or all of that, you know, when, when maybe someone has been just an asshole to you, in your life and it's okay to want to kick them in the eye don't do it but feeling that is totally totally fine um i'm going to do another episode on 
my villain, villainess era, but just really embracing those shadow aspects of rage and just being a bitch, which, you know, like many of us are. Um, I think it's some of the most interesting of us have that bitchy side and being honest about that. I think also this like dark aesthetic is part of me embracing that. Um, yeah. And then I'm just going to share my autumn bucket list because I'm so excited about this autumn season, about the weather getting colder and Halloween coming, Thanksgiving coming. I'm going to try to find an organic um, turkey and make a turkey and make sweet potatoes with marshmallows, make cranberry sauce, um, maybe Brussels sprouts, a beautiful salad with like walnuts and goat cheese. Like I want to make a really beautiful Thanksgiving meal. I don't know if we'll maybe have friends over, maybe the, our Dungeons and Dragons group, or, or I told Mike we can also just be the two of us and find all the autumn, uh, Thanksgiving episodes of our favorite shows, like New Girl, Friends, How I Met Your Mother, um, and just watch Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah, so that's that. Before Thanksgiving, of course, is Halloween, spooky season, um, Samhain, the witch's new year, All Hallows' Eve, it's all the same day, October 31st, and Halloween is my absolute favorite, favorite holiday. I think it might be my brother's as well. We would always watch Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, um, just, yeah, I think we had the beautiful privilege of growing up in a real town. Um, Huntington Village is now more like a little Queens, I think, but when we grew up, it was, it was really, you know what, it was sort of like, um, oh, I forgot the name, and if either of my little cousins are listening, they're gonna be like, come on, but the, the name of the town Stars Hollow, I think, in in um, Gilmore Girls. Huntington in the 90s and early 2000s was like that. It was a super quaint, sort of almost like a New England town. Um, and yeah, the whole town did trick-or-treating. You could go to all the storefronts. There was an incredible costume store, a little costume store that we would go to. And... Uh, it was so idyllic um, and so cozy. So I think Halloween is a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Um, yeah, especially living in a in another country where Halloween, you know, they have um, there is like a Halloween adjacent hol- holiday here, but that's in February. Um, and so just wanting to like have that Halloween feeling, um, we will be going away to the little holiday home that Mike's family has, um, in the, it's close to the forest, it's close to the sea, it's like a little 
holiday cottage and it's really quiet this time of year there is a really really sweet little town nearby um, where there's an American woman who owns a really cute sort of has that like 90s witchy aesthetic um, little coffee shop as well and but I think we'll just mostly stay at home and hopefully go pumpkin picking before we might bring the pumpkins up with us um yeah just carve pumpkins watch every halloween movie which i'll download on my laptop because there's no wi-fi or cellular or anything up there um and just yeah just enjoy enjoy the witch's new year um yeah i forgot to mention also an icon for me lately in terms of like aesthetic has been Hope Sandoval from Mazzy Star. Speaking of witchy, like that whole dark hair plaid look. Um, I'll definitely, I might even dress, I might dress up that way or I might just wear some kind of, yeah, maybe I'll get like a witch's like hooded, I used to have this velvet thing with like a type of sort of witchy hood like they had in um in Salem the show and then I want to make a lot of soups so my top two I'm actually making a carrot soup today but carrot soup and butternut squash soup which um my mom introduced me to making with like a roasted pear or a roasted apple we have an apple tree outside um, that's in full bloom right now and that I'm looking at right now from my window actually and yeah last weekend I cut a bunch of apples or picked a bunch of apples cut them up and cooked them with some lemon juice and um, lemon zest a little bit of maple syrup a lot of cinnamon um, I don't think I put any ginger but, and then I made this really lovely crumble with gluten-free oats, butter, coconut sugar, almond flour, tapioca flour, and coconut flour, and baked it, and it was just an incredible, beautiful crumble. It turned all like pinkish red from the apple skins. Um, I also want to collect chestnuts, which is like a really lovely part of autumn in Denmark that Mike introduced me to. Um, I think a few, when our, for the first time we did it, we just picked them from around the lakes in Copenhagen. Um, but I think, yeah, we'll just go nearby, maybe go into the forest. Um, and we usually find amber and... Um, chestnuts and then Mike has taught me to make these like little chestnut animals where you like stick toothpicks in the little chestnuts and they're really cute and yeah I'll also just put like a bowl of them um maybe some maybe some um twigs and stuff just to make the house really to bring the autumn nature into the home um yeah and I think that's pretty much everything for autumn um of course I'm going to attempt this year to make a pumpkin spice latte um 
not really a part of the culture here so I'm going to just find some organic pumpkin and pumpkin spice and maybe make like some kind of syrup like cook it down with maple syrup and then I can add it to my espresso and oat milk at work um yeah oh one more band I know this is all over the place another um of that like fall aesthetic playlist that I've been loving is the artist Frazee Ford her song done there's a line from it where she just keeps singing my joy my joy my joy my joy takes nothing from you and I think that's where I'll end the episode now just that message that all of us finding our own joy and being the most joyous we can takes nothing from anyone else um it actually it actually really just gives even if it starts out as a trigger even if it triggers some jealousy um which I'm sure we've all felt, I've definitely felt, and then usually where I've felt that jealousy of someone thriving in a certain area of their life that I might not be at the time or haven't been at the time, it has triggered me to make sure that I thrive in that area and do the work to make sure that happens. So your joy takes nothing from anyone else. And I hope that you find a lot of joy in this autumn season. I will be back in a couple months talking about the 48-hour vacation we spent, the little weekend trip we took to Aarhus, the other main city in Denmark. Um, And yeah, we ate amazingly there. We had a really incredible museum trip and just... Yeah, we love the city. So if anyone is planning a weekend trip to Oahus, um, we have some tips. And yeah, just going to share like a little audio travel diary. So we bring you along for our vacation. Um, Okay, guys. Happy, happy autumn equinox. Happy Libra season. And I'm sending a lot of love.